There's a little boy. His mom is a stay-at-home mom and his dad is a lawyer. But his parents, they get a divorce. They move into separate homes, so he has to go back and forth. And because his mom moved out and was a stay-at-home mom and now isn't, she has to get a job. Because of that, this little boy has to be put in daycare. In this little boy's reality, he has lost his parents and his sense of home. His dad is now inaccessible to him, and so is his mother. He has no stability. He is now forced to spend the day with strangers. He has lost the life that he loves. He is in pain and he is afraid, but there is no resolution for this. There is no resolution because in his parents' reality, they're both still there for him. They're both accessible to him. They've gotten a divorce, which hurts, but it was for the better, since they were both unhappy in the marriage. In their reality, everything between them and their son is fine. He's being taken care of. Well, let's assume that this boy starts getting nosebleeds. On a metaphysical level, nosebleeds are all about needing one's pain that's not being acknowledged to be seen. So when this little boy starts getting nosebleeds and starts acting differently, the parents are going to look at the boy and wonder what's wrong with him. They can't see what's actually causing these reactions in the boy because what's actually happening to him doesn't fit into their perception of his reality. They're not actually seeing his reality. They're only seeing their own. And in their reality, the boy's actual reality cannot be accommodated. In this scenario, there is an emotional grand canyon between this boy and the parents. There's an emotional grand canyon because there's no relationship at all. They are occupying two different realities. In any given situation, because we all play different roles in a situation, we all have different perceptions of an experience. Now obviously, if people's perceptual realities can be different in the same experience, then one of the most important things you can possibly do is to understand the other person's perceptual experience, their reality. And you have to see it as real. If we cannot acknowledge, see, feel, hear, understand, and accommodate each other's realities by seeing them as real, there is no relationship. There is only the illusion of a relationship. There is only the promise and potential of a relationship. For the Grand Canyon between this boy and his parents to go away, the parents would have to see this little boy's reality. They would have to see that he has lost his parents. They would have to see that he has lost the home that he loved. He has lost his sense of stability. And they would have to see that reality as real. Just because they are right that they're still there for him, that they still love him, and that the divorce was for the better, doesn't make his reality not real. If these parents fail to see his reality as real, then they will do nothing but cause more damage. Because they can't perceive his reality, they won't actually know what to say or what actions to take to improve the way that this boy feels. Anything they do or say is in fact going to be an invalidation of his reality, and so that will only add pain to the pain that already exists. Essentially, the entire relationship becomes a gaslight. Gaslighting is essentially where you try to convince someone that their reality isn't real. It makes people think that they're going crazy. 
So in this previous scenario, the parent's inability to see, hear, feel, and understand their son's reality makes it so they constantly make him believe that what he sees he doesn't see accurately, what he hears he doesn't hear accurately, what he feels he shouldn't feel, and that his reality is not real. To get more aggressive with this, I'm going to add an additional analogy. I want you to imagine that your right leg is shattered and your left leg is fine. Your right leg being shattered means that the reality of the right leg is that it is in agony. Now the reality of the left leg may be, I want to go run a race. If the left leg is unwilling to acknowledge that the right leg's reality is agony, it may actually try to run a race. It does this because it wants to run. To acknowledge that the right leg is shattered and is in agony would mean it would have to change something. It couldn't go forward with running without making some kind of change first, and if it did, it would have to live with the reality that it's an abuser to the right leg. To avoid seeing itself in that light and to avoid having to change, it simply decided not to see the reality that the right leg is in agony and is shattered. I did a video a while ago called The Most Dangerous Parallel Reality. In this video, I explain the mechanism of parallel perceptual realities and why they are so dangerous. I want you to watch this video when you're done with this article. The unwillingness to occupy the same reality or accommodate each other's realities is an absolute epidemic in our relationships today. It is a huge problem in relationships. Now here's how it snowballs. Because we don't feel seen, because we don't feel felt, because we don't feel understood, because we don't feel as if anybody sees our reality as real, either we spend our whole lives in agony or we perpetuate the same problem by doing what? By disconnecting from everyone else's reality. We decide to become even more narcissistic in our approach to the world. We don't join their realities either. We almost take an attitude of, well, you're not going to accommodate my reality, why the hell would I accommodate yours? Let's just fight. We cope by solidifying our own reality to the degree that we do not perceive the realities of others. We decide they aren't real. Our relationships become a battle of reality versus reality. And if we've grown up in this kind of split reality where no relationship actually exists, we become a match to relationships in our adulthood where there is also a split reality between ourselves and our partner. There is no actual relationship at all. Using the previous analogy of the boy with the parents who got divorced, if those parents approached him expecting him to accept their reality as his reality, there would be no resolution possible because none of his pain would actually be addressed. From the outside, we can see that the perception the parents have is right and the perception that the child has is right because they are playing two different roles in the same scenario. But what we can also see clearly from the outside is if the parents don't accept the reality of the little boy, the relationship is doomed. I did a video called Get on the Same Page. I strongly encourage you to watch that video if you haven't already, or even to watch it as a refresher. The willingness to accommodate each other's realities and respond directly to those realities is the greatest form of different page you can possibly be on in a relationship. Now hold on to your seats because this is where I'm about to give you the holy grail when it comes to conflicting realities in a relationship. A relationship is only ever as good and strong as the perceptual reality of the person who is in the most pain in the relationship. What that means is, while technically all people's reality matters, the reality that matters the most when it comes to understanding it, seeing it, feeling it, and doing something about it is the reality that's the most painful in any given situation. Which person playing which role is in the most pain here in terms of their reality? 
the negative perceptual reality is where the separation in a relationship actually exists. It is not the positive perceptual reality that's the problem. It's not the positive perceptual reality that needs something to be done and needs resolve. By not accepting the person's reality that's in the most amount of pain, by not accepting their quote-unquote relationship reality, you are condemning them and thus yourself to separation. You're choosing to keep the Grand Canyon. I watch couples all the time where one person's relationship reality, so to speak, is super painful and the other's is like, no, it's good, I don't know what you're talking about, things are fine. The unwillingness to address the person's relationship who is in the most amount of pain always ends the relationship. What has to happen is that that relationship, reality, has to be seen, has to be felt, has to be understood, has to be addressed as if it is real, and changes have to be made to the relationship based off of that perception. Why do these relationships end? Because if one person is unwilling to address, acknowledge, see, feel the reality of the person who's in pain, they are leaving them in pain with no resolution and leaving them in pain alone. That's the definition of hell. No one can actually live in that situation for long. If we do this, we are actually choosing with our free will to be in a relationship on different pages. We are opting for there to be no relationship at all. Or better put, you're opting for no emotional relationship. So even though your physical bodies are in the same room, you might as well be on different continents. Why is this difficult for us? It's difficult because it means we're going to have to face our own uncomfortable feelings, especially the feeling of shame. In the previous scenario, let's say that these parents look at how this little boy is feeling. Do you think they're going to feel like awesome parents? No. If they accept the fact that this child's reality is that he's lost both of them, that's going to probably make them feel guilt and shame. But it is only the willingness to feel those feelings that will make them capable of seeing his reality so they can do anything about it. Doing this means you have to be willing to face your shame. Doing this means you have to be willing to make changes. Doing this means you have to come out of denial. And doing this means you cannot live in your own comfortable bubble reality to the exclusion of everyone else. I'm going to give you an adult example, because this doesn't just happen in childhood, although childhood is where all of this begins. Let's give you an adult example. Let's say that a husband decides he wants to go start a business. Why? Because he's not really feeling fulfilled being a support person to his wife. He has to go out and create something for himself. When he does this, when he puts his focus elsewhere, his wife feels abandoned. She feels like her husband is not available. She feels deeply hurt. She's forced to find her emotional support from one of her friends. He's convinced this is a perfect scenario. He gets his needs met and she gets her needs met this way. This is his positive reality, but this is not her reality. Her reality is that her husband has vacated a spot and feels happy that someone else is meeting her needs instead of him. Her reality is that this marriage is painful. By seeing that he feels happy and seeing the reason why happiness is his reality, she is accommodating his reality. It doesn't make her pain go away, but this means she's in the third reality, which accounts for both people's realities without one person's reality invalidating the other. He, on the other hand, is not in the third reality. He is, in fact, alone in his own reality. His reality does not accommodate for his wife's reality. He does not see that she's in pain or why she's in pain. Because he doesn't see any of this, he doesn't do anything about it. She sees both of their realities as reality, and he does not. 
She can't force him to, and so she's stuck. If he does not see this reality of hers as real, which will require him facing the shame of seeing that he has created the scenario, and it will require making some kind of change, if he doesn't find some way to remedy these feelings within her, the relationship will eventually end. We must be brave enough to attune ourselves to other people's realities. For this reason, I am asking you, please, to watch my video after you watch this one, called Attunement, the Key to a Good Relationship. And we must address a person's feelings and perceptions as if they are real. Only then can we actually make the necessary changes to create repair in our relationships. For this reason, I ask you to watch my video titled, The Emotional Wake-Up Call. We must be brave enough to see, feel, hear, understand, and see other people's realities as real, regardless of how painful it is. Our closeness must be more important than our own personal comfort. If it isn't, we will be doomed to be comfortable up until the relationship inevitably ends, and then repeat the cycle over, and over, and over. We must be willing to see the Grand Canyons between us. We must be willing to see each other's reality as real so we can address it in a way that resolves it. Otherwise, we are the left leg telling the shattered right leg that it is just a drama queen or is just too sensitive or is actually fine and it just doesn't know it. Otherwise, we are condemned or we are condemning our partners to being in pain alone in our relationships with them. We are condemning them to being unsafe with us because if we don't see them and feel them and understand them and see their reality, we will consistently say and do things that cause them pain. I started off this episode with the example of a little boy, because this is how we all got here. The reason why our adult relationships are such a freaking mess is because we ended up in these scenarios in our childhood. Do you know how rare it is for a child to have a parent who is capable of even considering the potential that their child's reality may not be the same as their own? Much less actually see it, actually feel it, actually understand it, and actually see it as real so as to do something about it. It is such the rarity. Now, why is this an issue? Because it means we got into so many situations in our childhood that we just had to live with. There was no resolving anything because nobody would actually see what we were experiencing as real. Because of this, we had to become accustomed to the distance between us. We had to become accustomed to relationships that were not relationships at all. And it is our comfort level with this distance between us that has made it so that relationships are so impossible for us today. Have a good week. Thank you.